Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Explicit Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Good morning, and welcome back, everyone. Uh, it is a green day. It's a nice St. Patrick's Day, March 17th today, so can't complain. Got my green I Simply Excel shirt on, rocking the green today, supporting. How's everyone I, doing? Um, I look for green in my closet. <laughs> I, this does not surprise me. Drawers. Seth is a man of his grays and blacks. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He loves lots of gray and black. Lots, lots of gray, gray and black, black shirts yeah. and clothing. And there's not much color it, in Seth's it portfolio. It, that, that's got to say something about your personality, right, <laughs> Mister Mister Stormcloud? Just dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have the exact same thing, but. Uh, speaking of a wife who is very much into the design, she'll buy things to say this, you need to change out of the white t-shirt. This will look better on you. And she's also very Irish. So today is a very much green day. Oh, this is very much hey. her day. That's true. That's right. Awesome. And I think we'd be remiss Mike to do it on the air, but happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate so, it. Yeah. Send. Do we start singing? Yeah, and no, I don't want to sing to me. I, yes, I like Mike. the I happy, like the song "Happy Birthday." Oh, thank you. I like the song from the Beatles. They have that. Bar, nar, 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 nar. You say it's your birthday. Have you seen? Have you heard that one? It's another good birthday song. No. Oh man, I'll have to go find the link for that one. It's a good one. I like it on Spotify. My my dad was a huge well was is a huge Beatles fan. Like he loves the Beatles. So I remember listening to a lot of Beatles growing up, which was awesome. Can't. Do you do you did you have any traditions around the birthday? Was it like a, a special breakfast or pancakes or something you did when you were young that kind of like was always happened on your birthday? Well, I mean, it is St. Patrick's Day, so I do remember. I have some memories when I was a kid. I lived in a smaller town growing up, and we would drive past this pharmacy like all the time. It was we had literally two stoplights in the town. This was at the intersection of one of the stoplights. The pharmacy was right there, and so. In preparation for St. Patrick's Day, there would be a bunch of cards. They would kind of decorate a little bit. Shamrocks would appear. And I always got really excited, like, end of February. And I would always watch that thing because it would, when it started decorating, I was like, oh, my birthday's coming. Because they were, it just, you just get busy. And, you know, it, does, it doesn't, like, people decorate for that holiday. And so that was kind of been, that was kind of like an always a fun thing is always like having it decorated. Um, I do remember having some really good memories of, uh, my mom made some amazing cakes over the years. Uh, probably way, spent way too much time on them for me, and all I did was eat them. But I remember there was a, a – we have some photos of myself loving the monster truck with donut tires cake. So my mom made a cake with a monster truck because I loved monster trucks, all about cars and trucks and stuff. Uh, and Bigfoot was like a huge thing when I was little. So I absolutely loved that. And then she Bigfoot made a cake. the dinosaur? No, Bigfoot no, the truck. Foot. Sorry. But no, no, no. Bigfoot the dinosaur. I was think, thinking of a uh, little foot from Land yes. Before Time. Yes, little foot. Tired. <laughs> Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's tired. <laughs> those cartoons your kids are watching all the time. Yeah, Grave yeah, right. Digger was my favorite growing up. I remember those things. So yeah, good good memories. Enjoyed those things. Uh, had good fun birthday parties growing up. So yeah, it's different it now. Terrible. I, I never knew how much. Your, yeah, I never knew how much uh, St. Patrick's Day was a drinking holiday until I got out to like Wisconsin, and <laughs> then I knew. <laughs> You're like, I, I wonder why we started drinking when I was five years old. I thought it was for my birthday, but well, it was different. We didn't have I mean, like Chicago dyes their river green, and yeah. like everyone uh, goes out downtown Milwaukee and hangs out for like go, leaves work early and goes to hang out at like the Guinness uh, pub, you know, downtown or whatever, you know, the Irish pubs. 
I never knew that was a thing until like way later. And I was like, wow, this is like a big, like, people really celebrate this thing. <laughs> Holy smokes. So anyways. I just hope your favorite color is green. I'll go with it. Okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm not opposed. I mean, my favorite color is gray, like Seth's, so. Weren't <laughs> 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 Uh So any announcements or news? Actually, there's a, a couple events have been announced recently. Tommy, I believe there's one that we were talking about on the, the beforehand. The Microsoft Business Application Summit. Launch event. The launch so, event. Okay. Launch yeah. event. Yeah, so I think they started this either two years ago, but they definitely did it last year, and it's basically a inside look or preview of the actual business application summit, which I don't know if we have dates for yet. But in what just a three weeks or two weeks? I think we have it. I think I'm look. I'm trying to Google it here very quickly. It looks like Wednesday, April sixth. Sixth. Uh, That's the 20, launch event. That's the launch event. The 2022. So, yeah, it's just an hour and a half long. Yeah, an hour and a half. So, yeah. And so that is basically like they're going to preview, I guess, some of the things they're going to talk about. Um, so they, I think it's been like on the community blog and a bunch of other places. So just sent the link out there. I'm excited because that's coming up too. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess in May. And I, I feel like I, the, the announcement, they typically hold back some stuff for around that time for that announcement. So, you know, when they do the business application summit, they usually kind of give out a couple more key features i guess that they're developing or right. building that are coming out so those are always fun to watch the new demos of what they're what they're cooking up uh figure out what they're what they're producing so that'll be i like that part of it i like the part of them being bringing the new exciting things but what are we gonna we're gonna have to learn new that's what they i remember when i saw automated insights i'm like it works so well oh boy automated insights i i will say I'll this i do like one of the features that came out i don't know maybe more recently was the uh, anomaly detection feature just the fact that they mm. can show a chart and drop anomaly items on a chart that was pretty cool not so sure this the insightful piece of it is super relevant all the time but i do like the idea of being able to like drop out a chart and say here's the here's the anomalies in this time series that's kind of cool well uh, you can do that now with automated insights and the limitation with the anomaly before is you had to have you couldn't have a hierarchy in your uh, your column uh, or in the, in the x-axis so if you want anomalies it had to be by week or by month and you couldn't drill up or drill down but now you get that with automated insights and is automated insights and a premium only feature or is that a well last time i said that it was pro 2 i'm gonna assume so but i think it was premium i'll have to double check to see if that's i think still it's premium. probably pro 2 because it's like when you go from a goal to the report, the insights panel opens up. So, well, that should be fun this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Dynamics Con. Is there another event that you're thinking about, Seth? I'm, I'm just looking at the on the community site, and there, there's a interesting Dynamics Con. Well, I'm waiting for like a real, real sentence to come out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just like mumbling words over there. <laughs> no, okay. So, so, so there's. It, it's an interesting thing because it's power platform it, business application professionals. So, like, like looks more dynamics, mm. but it's called Dynamics Con, and that's uh, as something that's being touted on the Power BI community site. Oh, cool! All right, well, to stay pay attention to that one. Maybe in the, maybe in some point in the future there'll be like a Power BI Tips conference. 
you know fun. all of these power platform things i i think it, it's just it's hard because the first the first big conference was all around Power BI, mm -hmm. you know, and it's hard not to just have a conference around <laughs> like you gave us you. the ultimate and it was the best thing ever. And then you took it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I definitely think I mean, there there is a, a large audience of I mean, I, I think it's it makes sense. I mean, right. I'm thinking from Microsoft standpoint, right? If you yeah, already love Power BI, yep. they're going to try and build a bunch of other sure. tools that are going to be cool and interesting and you're going to love working with them as well understandable yeah. but i totally get it I but i'm totally with you set it. though i feel like there needs to be there's there's a, there's a momentum around this excel and power bi group that is like these this is the business world this is the analysts of that space and we kind of want our own space there was uh, a conference that i never got to get a chance to go to i don't know if it's still around after the pandemic but it was i think it was like an excel conference that was down in like texas or something like that i want to say there was something down there that was purely like it was just for excel users and they have like Excel, I know they have like World Cup Excel challenges where they get people together and the, they give them challenges. Have you have you guys watched any of these things? And, and, oh my gosh. They're like Excel hackathons. It's it's like more than that. I, I've, there were some gentlemen that were putting it on. I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but they were people in Excel that had given them a, an incredibly hard challenge inside Excel. And they had like a couple hours to go through and compete on it. And there was a whole bunch of questions they had to answer about things. And as they went through Excel, um, they had to um, get points for every one of their answers. They got it right or wrong. And so they, they had like waves of questions you had to get through. And the one who had the highest points won. It was quite impressive. The, the things that they were doing, I was like, wow, I, I'm not used to using functions like that. So that was so what cool. I'm impressed about is that you were impressed because your level <laughs> of Excel knowledge is pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> We, well, I, I go pretty crazy with some of the Excel things. It was it, these these are the, like the all star. This is like perfect. It was like professional. Like it was like, hey, Michael plays soccer on weekends with his family, right? And I'm okay at it, and I'm pretty good. But like, this was like walking into like a stadium and watching like people actually play the real pros. football or real soccer. Like well, this the is pros. What it's really like, yeah. It was amazing. I know. Have you seen? I mean, we we don't give enough credit to Excel on its own, but they've been making some major updates. Regardless of Power BI, yeah. Have you got like the Lambda feature? Yeah, like, you can write your own functions. Yes. I I wish that I used Excel more for that, like back in the day. Yep. And then they just released a few other functions around like um, uh, text replaces, basically like a uh, split column by delimiter, so to speak, but just for an Excel function. Yep. They have we some blew amazing. It. We things. blew it. I we know. Could've, we could have talked about the green today. We should have been talking about Excel all day. And anyway, well, that would have actually made a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> at least we opened well, with it too I bad I, mean, I, I, tried. <laughs> right. I digress let's move on <laughs> awesome well let's jump into today's topic today uh today's topic is all around the new formatting pane so if you are aware or if you download a desktop in the last i guess couple of months here the i think the february release of power bi desktop i don't think the march one's out yet it's not, not available yet. yet um but the february release i think by default it turns on the formatting pane or is yes. it something you have to turn on? I can't remember. I, I keep turning it, it on. It's and enabled off. by default. Okay. In so the the Feb, format pane is the default. Is a preview <laughs> option, but it is now on by default. So now people can start using the preview pane, and we're just gonna kind of go through initial reactions. I've been using it on and off. Um, I have just recently taught a class where I had a number of users using the format pane, and I can have some observations around that as well. So let's jump in with that, Tommy. What are your initial thoughts on the formatting pane? So. 
before I give my thoughts, because I don't, I don't want this to be too negative. For a lot of those who are listening, this is a, a re, major, major change by the Microsoft team. Because if you think about it, the formatting pane really hasn't changed for uh, seven years. It's yeah. been the same yep. with everything in the same place. Um, like the color kind of changed, but everything else has stayed the same for seven years. And so we're all very familiar with like where everything is, but they, what they've really done is like blow it up, so to speak from the, from the ground up in terms of accessing uh, certain components of a visual hmm. where things actually live or are located where titles are. Yep. Um, and then also basically the grouping and also name changes. So basically how they label something like, I think one's effects now, mm-hmm. and that's where like the, ba- the colors are. So it's, um, it's quite the significant shock to the system personally for me. Like I said, I think it's part, um, adapting to change, but I think the seven years, like I tr- enabled to be like, well, I might as well get used to it, but I was getting frustrated. I'm like, I'll wait until I have to basically right now. Um, just because when you're used to something for so long, but that being said, I like the idea of how they're grouping some of, I do like the idea of the grouping of, uh, different components that makes more sense. And it helps a lot. I mean, that was one of the biggest frustration is you only have a limited screen space. If you're trying to edit multiple things, the name changes and the, in a sense, the substance of where things are located and what they're under. I don't know how intuitive that is. Um, I've got to change. My, I, I, I've got to change my language around like what, what you're, yeah, you're, you're talking. The language change. Like, so that's probably the thing that's the most jarring to me is things were named something else, but now they're named something different. Like you had a report page, your report page changed from page to canvas. So they've, they've kind of tweaked some of the names. So I keep getting confused on like a canvas. What's canvas? Is that, okay, that's the report page. Okay, got it. And then they had like the wallpaper. So that, that's kind of thrown me off a little bit there. Tommy, did you, did you ever... Um, so one of the things that they added here that I really like here is they have this option. Well, a couple things. I think this is a move. What they've done here with the cards and how they've changed the formatting pane, there were was, there was some buggy things around the original one. One thing I remember doing a lot when we had the old formatting pane until I memorized where all the properties were was I was going in and I was having to find, when you had to find a feature, when you had to find a setting, like you're just looking for something, the list was really long. Yeah. And you had to like go through each section and kind of open it up, open it up, open it up, open it up. And then I would open with a section like, no, that's not it. Close it. Go to the next one, open it up and then close it. So I did, I did until I learned kind of like where things were supposed to live. And I think this is the problem for us is because... We did that for a number of years and we have muscle memory to like, oh, that's this setting. It lives here. And right. so now for us who have, like for new people, they're like, oh, this is great. They know no different. Right. But for us, uh, we have seven years of bad, bad practice or old memories in there that we have to like rewrite. And like as we get older, appropriate with with the birthday tone today, uh, you know, our brains start hardening and we, we're, we're less uh, we have less neuroplasticity oh look at that neuroplasticity word. Yeah. what a word what a nice word job hey is that oh. that's like a bonus point on my birthday for, for being able to throw out that word you get bonus points yeah definitely bonus points so. and that it's cool. the i think that if i define the word that's the word that's where you can actually like learn like it's the ability of your 
mind to be able to learn new things, right? Adapting, so if you, have, yeah. if you have more plasticity to your brain, you can learn more things. So as I get older, I'm learning less and less, apparently. I agree. And that's, you know, kind of some of the tone you probably heard in, in previous podcasts where we've touched on this topic a little bit, yeah. where it's like you you create a lot of neural pathways to muscle memory where things are that you're like are shattered <laughs> like literally you're relearning the whole thing again mm -hmm. um and you can expect that you know in general there's there's always going to be some some pushback but i think the the important thing regardless of whether you're talking about a format pain or something new is you have to find the good there there is positive like positive there's a reason for the change recommended recommend recommended for me this morning Welcome. recommended things that people make when they're talking recommended <laughs> um well like the there's there's nuggets of improvement that can be made totally in agree. some of that feedback as well yeah um i do i i do like one of the 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 main drivers behind it i think which is the readjusting the layouts of things to consolidate space, mm -hmm. right? Because we were definitely getting into the realm of everything's a scroll, right? And, totally. and for new users too, like they, any of the complaints we have about the new interactions, like that was, that was getting bad where you're mm -hmm. like scroll, scroll. One of the things I love that is gone is like the double scroll bar. Yes. There like, was a double scroll. Oh, bar. That it's like the pay, it's kind of what happens in embedded, right? Like a page within a page where you're trying yep. to scroll something and you have to like move the cursor over and scroll again, except you're inside your window a window with another window really thin. So yeah, I mean, yeah. solving some of those problems, those user interaction problems in, in the properties pane, especially when it was so condensed, yep. um, it is going to, is fantastic. It's a great move. It, it allows you a lot more, you know, real estate on, on the, on the properties page. So an, an important tip and a concept that I think has been the hardest for me is there's two, in a sense, toggles or sections, so to speak, a visual in oh, general. Yeah. And this is where it can get confusing. So in the Microsoft documentation, they basically split out anything under general, and this will probably help people as they go along. General is basically anything that's universal to all the visuals. So background. Right title like those are all Size, things that every visual width. right yeah every visual has the this, visual the, the icon, section is the icons on there so the i like the which which icons are showing on each visual because that's also very common too i'm at the pull uh, tips the, header icons tips, yeah yep. yeah all that effects, kind of stuff so and then there's this effects like background shadow etc mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and that's so that general has all universal components uh visual is specific to that particular visual so if you have a line chart Yes. Your, you know, the marker is going to be under visual and always live there. I think the problem is not, I don't want to say a problem, but the hardest thing to kind of go through is you're used to, let's say like the data color, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's something you always do. You know exactly where it is. There's more clicks to get there now because it's basically under effects and then under colors mm. and it's not necessarily like showing up. So yes, it's collapsed by default. Yep. So you can miss it. Um, and the, but the, does the search so was there search on the old yeah toolbar? I really don't use search for stuff like this. I man. don't, but some people in the comments were saying they they like the search before, and they're using the search before a bit we more move now. off that though. Oh, like, sorry. One of the really nice things with 
with the split between visual and general yes is is now like updating all of the common things across objects on a page oh, right? true if you're not using a theme or whatever like that consistency now is super easy because you're you're just ripping through all of the visuals without the disjointed experience of adding and removing the other visual specific properties mm -hmm. that kind of move things up and down yes um as they were just kind of bolting in new new properties some of those got lost or, well, or moved around while you were doing them i think to your point i hope that's enabled in a future uh update where like if you say you want to update multiple visuals different types of visuals like a bar chart a line chart and a scattered uh chart and if you select all three you know obviously and you try to go to like title or background you can't do so the only way you can do that is if you select visuals that are all the same type yes like you can only, you can you can only group, yeah. modify things which was the same was the same in the right the same or, right but yeah, yeah. i think that general that general feature should oh, then they allow could change you, that interaction yeah because yeah, if they're yeah. all universal to every visual yeah. So, or or not... or there's an option now to only show the general if that happens. I, I right. Like that just show idea. the just show the general exactly. Right. So then I can update those set those things because those are universal. I don't. That's not in the February release, but I'm hoping. It's interesting you say that, Tommy, because I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually testing what you're saying right now, and just to confirm, I like what they've done here because now I'm looking at. I have a couple of visuals on a page. I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have. I'm selecting two of them. And if I select two visuals of the same type, the properties are still exposed. So mm -hmm. to what we did before, it's the same thing. But I do remember previously in the old format pane, if you selected two visuals of different types, like a bar chart and a table, you would still see the properties of those visuals. It still is there. Like they, didn't, they never removed it, right? It would still be there for what was selected. But now if you select two different visuals, you now only get the page level information. So you can see like the wallpaper, yeah. the canvas background. So it's the same thing as click is clicking on the report page or the, they call it the canvas. Now, apparently you click on the canvas and now you can see just the canvas setting. So I, I do like that feature because it was very confusing before when you would highlight multiple visuals. And when, when you selected the general like sizing, right? I want all the visuals to be the same size for whatever reason, right? You want to just adjust them. You couldn't do that. You can't do that. But now, now I think it, they the take them in the original. If you select three, it would just go to the page. Really? Yeah. I thought that wouldn't do that. I thought I thought it would still give you those options because I remember adjusting things and saying, "Oh, these visuals don't update. Why? Oh, that's because they're different visuals. Maybe that's what I was thinking of." Hmm. Interesting. Well, I like I like that feature functionality. I think that's the the fact that they're blocking it from you a little bit more. I think that's that's good. Yeah. Well. It's funny though, too, because I mean, you have to. I don't think we can underestimate how important this change is to anyone who's been working it, because this is where you're at most of the time. When you're build, when you're designing the report, you live in the formatting pane. Unless you're proper, no, not properly. Themes, themes are a good thing to spend time in, now, right? Well, so well, not, but yeah. you do. You live in property panes. I mean, if you want to start customizing and move off which everybody does. Um, yeah, you, you spend a lot of time in here. I would agree. And I, yeah, it, there, there is, there, ha, there has been some weird, maybe call it bugs or things that I've been a little bit like, I'm not sure what it's doing. Um, there's, there's this concept of like a default theme that's kind of already pre-applied to all your 
your visuals, right? There's something that's mm -hmm. already there. I've had a couple instances where, like, particularly around the slicer, where even though the, the filter pane shows that there is a color selected for something, in reality, it's not selected. There's nothing there, right? For, for example, <clears throat> I, have put a, I put a slicer onto a page. The background of that slicer was, or, or the, I wanted the, the background of the slicer to be clear, but I wanted the slicer drop-down menu bar to be white, a, a color, right? So you turn off the transparency for the, for the slicer, and then everything goes transparent because the bar is behind right. the, on top of the background of the, of the slicer. And so I was like, well, why is it, why is it doing that? And so when I added some more features to it, um, you had to go in and I had to go down to the option for the values, which again, wasn't very intuitive for the slicer, turn that to white. And then I, it was, even though it was already showing the white color, I had to actually go in and reselect the same thing again. It wasn't like it technically had no color. It was only when I applied the color <clears throat> that it applied the color for the value section. So there's like, there's still some weird, you know, edge casey things here that are like, what is it doing? I'm not sure I understand exactly how it's functioning yet. So I got to spend some more time learning it. What would be some of the minor things that you would like to see uh, change as as they move forward? Because I'm sure they'll keep making updates and it doesn't have to be groundbreaking, but just like minor cosmetic things or, you know, things that you can ask them to do in a month, so to speak, that you would want to see. I like those. That's a good question. I I do use fairly frequently the expand all categories and collapse all categories. We talked earlier about how I would search for options in the format pane. <clears throat> now that there's a visual and general area, sometimes I would like it just to expand. Like I would like that to be a, a, a button as opposed to a, a click the ellipsis and then hit the expand categories. Ooh. I want it to be like a single button on the ribbon there that's just open, close automatically. All. So I can click the visual click open all and boom, all the visual properties are opened up and then I can just kind of scroll through slowly until I find what I'm looking for because I'm, I'm not used to where I'm not, I haven't figured out, I haven't yeah. learned the new f arrangement yeah. of where things are. So that's one thing I use a lot. I don't use collapse all very much. Um, and one thing I do not like around that one is when you click the ellipsis, the very first item in the list is reset all settings to default. Don't put that at the top, please put that at the bottom. And put a little dotted line between that and everything else, so I don't accidentally hit that one a couple times. I've I've done that before. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I think I know I like that one. For me, like I can be very, um, I get frustrated about things that are n minor things. But I think for me, the thing that I'm noticing in the workflow is the things that I did the most frequently are now not hidden, but they are require more clicks than before yes like, i always like shadows colors for the uh charts or visuals right like every color setting is generally in a um in a collapsed state you know like so it takes a few more clicks i i kind of wish that um, the, the expand all will be your friend in this area because then it's yeah. two clicks you see everything so they're not you're not clicking like to your point though tommy right you go into the section called you know, if I'm, a, if I'm in a slicer, slicer header, and then you go into the section called text. Okay. Yeah. Then you have to go into the section called border. Okay. So there's, there's more sub menus here that are happening in this. Yeah. And while I understand the idea of the cards, I think at some level they're wasting a little bit of space with, I, I agree. with the card inside the filter pane. Cause before it was just like the pane. And again, I, I understand you're trying to, you're going to trying to provide distinction between like these properties are together. These are the same things of properties, but 
you're you're losing a little bit of pixels on each edge of that, right? We already we already don't have enough space today in desktop to manage everything. Make the cards go all the way the full width or right. something, or, well, or make it a little bit yeah. easier there. Well, like the line chart, right? Where colors is, mm -hmm. like you gotta scroll down and then like under visuals. It's I think it's one of the lower ones. It's basically like the fourth one from the bottom. Then you have to go down and then expand colors, and that's where color. And I feel like that's a very frequent thing done for a lot of people. Even if you have a theme, you're probably modifying those colors. So just little things like that. Um, I would love to see. I know some other tools do this where you can pin your most favorite components. Oh, that's a good idea. So I like that I one. Think that could get a little a little uh, complicated from the dev side. Anyways, I think it doesn't matter. I mean, I, yeah. think, I think that's like if you or or at least provide me a setting or something like that that says just highlight the most used stuff, most used yeah. cards, or you know something. Yeah, the most frequent, more popular, or whatever. <clears throat> that's interesting. I like that idea. Seth, you have something to say? Yeah, minute. I do. Okay. No, I would I would say a couple of the things that I'd like to see is it, like I agree, Mike. Your um, reset to default should be on the, the last selection. Yeah. But I'd also I'd also I'd also like the option to either control a all objects on the page and have that setting, or give me a universal revert everything to default, oh. as opposed to only being able to still choose the same object types and then reverting right because you're making like I want the revert everything yeah <laughs> right on, on the, in the report let alone, but if you're not going to do me like give me that i can do a control a on the page and, and revert everything i like there. that idea um that makes sense. one of the things one of the things i do like and i don't know if you guys noticed this but it wasn't until digging into this further and playing with it a lot more that you're always going to have the challenges even with the old filter pane of like expanding and having a ton of sub what they're calling subcategories mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. but i i really like how do you solve that problem right and i'm trying to put myself in the in the perspective of like you've tons of properties how do you like what is an easy way to allow people to you know access or explode or whatnot and if you open a category right and and do the right click there's there's the ability to expand the subcategory itself right so it you like you on the very top level you can explode all the categories and everything just gets you know blown out you can scroll down to your heart's content mm -hmm. or you can keep your hot to your top categories just hover underneath it a little bit and if there's like three subcategories mm -hmm. you can explode the subcategories and then like i i do i it's growing on me this like you know click right click bam you know it's all exploded now i collapse it now i explode it now i collapse it like so i that interaction of allowing me to see it on a top level i can see is going to be probably something i really like as i go along because mm -hmm. it gives me the hierarchy of things in a, a really fast way to explode and collapse it that, know, which which actually, to your yeah. point tommy like to get to colors right is now I can open a top level category, understand whether or not, you know, my, my, and it'll be where is colors typically, right? But then explode the subcategories, see the color, update it, collapse it again, and then keep rolling. No, I think that I didn't know about the right click feature because that's huge, which is, which is kind of hilarious that this is like a meta joke because 
our consumers have trouble with right click in a Power BI report. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's available. Trouble. Like we should just right click on every new feature. Right. <laughs> and then, then this is Microsoft doing this to us. Like they're probably thinking, why didn't they know about right click? It should be so it's this feature that's pretty powerful. But yeah, no, I agree. And yeah, there's definitely I, I just tried that now. I'm like, oh, so I can see everything. I am noticing too. There's a lot less features available on screen when you like expand. If you all. explode, if you explode yeah. all, it's all there. Yeah, right? but mm-hmm. I'm saying what you have available, what can you click on? What's available on your screen mm-hmm. um, is very. I I think it's got to be like half the the items that you can look at. So that's a, I, that's what I was kind of talking to earlier. There's, yeah, there's a lot more like you know, a little bit of fluff or a little styling that's been added there, right? There's a properties section and then there's another subsection. So each of those two headers take up a little bit of space, right? There's now, right. there's now each thing is living on a cards. So there's a little delineation between one card and two cards. There's a couple pixels you waste there. I mean, a I subcategory may have one, but you're talking about wasted, wasted pixels and stuff, but a lot of it like has been consolidated. That's true. Right? Like I, I, for some reason, I don't like the toggle. I don't know why. I just don't. I don't like the toggle. I love Maybe, the toggle. Like visually, all the little like, on-off buttons. I like the fact that it's yeah, but the fact that it is so far to the right now instead of a slider, right? Like you're talking about space. Like the the old format pane, you, you lost some of the like because it was underneath. Actual, yeah, uh, agreed. Property name yep. itself. Yes. Right? So I think I think it is cleaner. And it, it, it's showing, you know, things in a less condensed way. The other thing that now all of a sudden I'm excited about, right, is there's a lot more space for you to add in visuals, you know, like maybe a new table. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But a lot of, lot of more space on that, that main page for like the visual icons where things were already starting to compress, you know, and, and you're, you're, running, you're running out of more screen real estate for properties, which is probably the worst thing ever. And now, now that's been kind of segmented into different areas, as well as making properties front and center, right? Mm-hmm. Them being on the top instead of under visuals. Like for us, it's always yeah. made sense because you're like, hey, yeah, I grab the visual, then I'm going to move down, then I grab, you know, this, and now I'm doing properties. But I think what that does is it it treats those as there are top level menu items you know, menu items in here that you guys should be cognizant of because as you're selecting a visual, you can change the properties of anything on the page or whatnot. So I, you know, it's a, it's a slight visual shift, but I I think it's a good one because it it just brings to front and center that these are formats, properties, settings you can do on, you know, the the page, the canvas, you know, which is now a sub thing of the page, I guess. And then, the visual itself right so i i do like that i i'm i'm trying to pick up something here i believe there was did everyone did anyone go to the keynote for power bi summit that was Resurad's uh, yeah, event i watched it after did you watch it after i'm i'm trying to pull up some details on there but there's some interesting comments that were made in the keynote of that that were really good i'm, I'm trying to pull them up here that while we're while we're talking because i think there's of, some of what just some stuff that's coming in the future. Oh, on the okay. formatting pane. Well, yes, I think I'm just trying to make sure I don't. I think I know where you're going with this. I'm just trying to make sure I understand, like I know exactly where we're going with these things because I think there's some. Will Thompson was doing some really interesting like um, options here uh, that would allow us to to 
see some different things on the on the report visuals that I think this is potentially also why they're doing this change to the formatting pane as well. So well, yeah, I mean, I think you actually look at some of the things that I do love seeing is like two thoughts. Like when you go to the um, format your visual, there's obviously this like kind of white space, like visual general. And then there's all this white space. And then on the top to like um, when they have like the format your visual, the analyze icon, and then there's a, that additional white space to the right of it. Mm -hmm. That just tells me there's more things to add. There's more features that they can add in the future. Now, now so. you've expanded to saturate the new properties page, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is ultimately what's going to happen, right? Like, yeah, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna start removing options. Oh <laughs> right. no, no, no. It's a, there's only going to be an increase of options. I would I would totally agree with that. Right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to go back through here. I think I found the section in the. Keep going. Keep going. I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. So. I see a slide. It's from the Power BI Summit. Will Thompson talks about it. He talks about being able to click on elements inside the. So, what is what is the solution to the to the filter pane, right? What what? How do you make it a better experience the than what you pane. have? Okay. Sorry, filter pane. Sorry, I didn't mean filter pane. Format how do you make pane. a format pane? So, how do you make a better experience beyond that, right? Inside you the context of a visual. Separate it from the. Oh. You separate it. You're right. So going into the visual itself, and so what Will demos is going into a chart where there's a legend, clicking on the legend, and the properties of the legend appear, right? So there's like, you, oh. can, you can click inside that, like, so you don't have to go to the format pane to click on the things that you want to style or adjust. Kind of like Excel. Kind of like Excel, or mm. more more like it would be in like PowerPoint, right? In PowerPoint, kind you get more of, of like a paginated report. Oh, snap. <laughs> Exactly. No, You're Chris right. the, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> that was for you, Chris. That was for you. That actually makes a lot of sense. So that, that's interesting, though, because it would have to be some sort of keyboard short, short, shortcut click, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe, to, maybe. Maybe to expose those well, things? Well, because you, you would ha you, oh, you already yeah, yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. things that show and hide or don't. And then, like, if I want if I want interaction in, in mm -hmm. interaction of, like, click on the bar, yep. it's going to filter the page. Now I would have to... Go, in, go into edit something. Go into edit mode or whatever. Yeah. Like, and then right. Because then you could click. Then you could literally click on like the x axis. Yeah. And say okay, x axis, click it, and then all the settings it, for the x axis just appear. That would be great. And yeah. so now we have like the, the pop out ability of like so. Will's demoing a little bit of that in the um, inside the, uh, in the in, Power BI in the Summit. Chat. I'm sorry. In the chat, Rafael was was like format pain p-a-i-n yes yes. <laughs> so, I, yes it is we're masochists we love the properties the, the format, format. Yeah. P -A -I -N. Like we have a whole show on how you can proper like mess with properties totally would agree with that one so yeah good stuff out there if you haven't uh i think you can might be still sign up for that but i think you can still go to the rbi summit and look so, at the keynote there did the formatting i like uh options appear on the canvas or on the side? On the canvas, like like little like, again oh, okay. as as if. So oh, really? Think think. No, 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 don't do that. Think. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I, what they're demoing is it looks a lot like PowerPoint, right? You have a title. You have a, like so you click into that text box or whatever that thing is on PowerPoint. From that menu, a little context aware menu appears, and then you could say, you know, change the fonts. You know, change this thing. You, you could you could stylize that individual property right there, but just by clicking on it. So that would be. Well, I mean, I can see pros and cons of that. Yeah. But they, as long as those, that's not a formatting option that's not going to show up also in the format pane. 
right? Like it can't be a subsection of something that's not going to be visible on the yes on the right hand side. I would agree with that. Like if it's if it's just an option contextually, like it's easier for so, you know an end user to figure out that when they click on this you know table, they can auto just update the title right there. Yep. Right or see yes. you know the okay. that would be a, helpful a fly out and fix there like or that, that the header sense to me. the header would be one that would be a, kind of not even annoying still, even still with PowerPoint right like there is the format pane on the right hand side yeah it's not, it's not could, contextual like what you're describing to me is like it the, pops out yeah mm -hmm. yeah no but in huh. PowerPoint it, the way it works if you select like a certain component it will show on the side that what I would love like it automatically goes to that setting. Yeah, or that configuration that. on the a formatting pane. Yeah, like if you so. if you build like the smart shapes, right? Smart shapes right. appear, and there's a special window for smart shapes. You click on the smart shape, boom, you're in smart shapes. You can do what you want to yeah. do there. You yeah. know, it is um, kind of hilarious that you know they they call it PowerPoint for data, and those options are nothing like PowerPoint. I don't really love I don't really love the whole analogy of PowerPoint for data. I mean, I, really? No, oh, it's tell me why. I just I, don't think it's the right oh. thing. It's it's its own thing, right? Oh. It's born out of. I feel like, you know, I feel like this is born out of Excel. This is this is this is a graduated Excel world here. This is not power. It's its own thing. Like you don't say Excel is the PowerPoint for data. Excel is Excel. Power BI is Power BI. It's it's separate. Like it's all about your data. I think it's about adoption. So they're, so they're, here here yeah. here here's an insight for you, and you can tell me whether or not it's dumb or not, right? Um, very early on someone said power bi is is powerpoint for data right someone and it caught but, on but the reason i agree with you mike and i don't like that is power bi came out as this you know pseudo tool which was excel born <laughs> yeah. and they were going to throw it into sharepoint Right. Yep. And it's it, it was like because somebody had a vision of like yep. it's it's share it's the next version of this SharePoint thing. And it evolved into its own like own product and tool that took off faster than I think in like I don't know if it, anything Microsoft has ever had, but like huge success with it. To pigeonhole it into PowerPoint, I think does it a disservice. Like think yep. bigger. Think bigger. Make it bigger. Make it bigger than PowerPoint. Like PowerPoint's around visual make it, presentation. Make it integrate. That's it. Yeah. Make it bigger than PowerPoint and better. Yep. Because it serves so much more than just PowerPoint. Yep. Right. I agree. And that's, and so that's I agree with you. That's kind of my Think beef bigger. to that to some degree. Like it's like we're modeling. It's it's a modeling tool. It there's other. It, this is a big. It's, the biggest differentiating it's feature everything. between Power BI and every other right. visualization tool out there is you have this amazing analysis services engine in there, and this is the thing that blows my mind every time. That sucker. It's an analysis services engine for free. Everyone can go download it. It just works. At at a free program can handle hundreds of millions of records of data on your local machine. Now, when you want to share it, that's a different story. But the fact that you're getting this thing for free. Is absolutely amazing right. to me. Like that's well, they're trying, right. but in the same way, in the yeah. same way, right? Like take take some pieces of SharePoint that you really like from a presentation. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But Power BI can do so much more. So like, keep extending, keep going, mm -hmm. right? Like don't. It's not PowerPoint. I, I think it's a different. No. <laughs> it's, it's, a, no, it's, it's a different. It's so much better than that. It's a it's a different 
audience I think they're trying to go after because what was the original uh, um, their their branding was five minutes to wow where you can it will take you five minutes and you can build a great report and it was basically like data for everyone and we all again because we're all you know in a vein we're like well, no it takes a lot more than that. I shouldn't take five minutes this is a complicated you know tool but they were trying to get people who worked in reporting or data who had Excel files to easily build something. And they can. You, right. But you're, you, you, bring can. Up a, you bring up an you excellent can. point, Tommy, because you're, you're, ta you're talking about a span of a lot of, a lot of knowledge, right? There, you want Power BI to be so easy that the new user shows up, instantly gets value, right? That's five minutes to wow. That's what that means, right? Instant yep. value very easily, very quickly, right? And then you look at it and you go further and say, okay, well, we also need to create this tool that is very technical for people who are going to be very experienced, tens of you know years mm -hmm. of experience in this thing. We also need to be able to make it valuable for them. And I think this is where I'm astounded by the tool to some degree because we're now, again, this is, this is what I would feel like is the great equalizer. When I was in the business and we didn't have Power BI, I would do a lot of work in Excel. I could never hand my Excel information over to an IT professional and be like, hey, this is what I built. Use this as your reference point to build a cube, a model, right. a, a, a data warehouse. I couldn't do it. It was they were they would laugh at me, right? Now we have this tool like Power BI where I can go in, model data, shape things, produce a cube, then build visuals on top of it, and then I can hand that over to the IT side of the world or the you know the governed data set part of the world, and they can understand what I've written, and we have this common language tool thing that both sides a highly technical team can use and a highly non-technical team can use and we can both find value from the same thing this is unheard of i've never seen another tool that does this so well it's it spans that technical yeah, gap honestly, honestly I, like the more they invest in that story yes right which is you you've you've now democratized how etl and data connection mm -hmm. and and totally what agree. is is in an organization and you can scale it now just make that path easier. Yep. Right. I totally I, agree. Like, that. how how do I, you know, like give me a path of, uh, here's your next tool, Mike. Here's our next tool. <laughs> like, <laughs> identify identify the things that are, um, you know, data sources that need to be updated to somewhere that's, uh, more enterprise ready. Yep. Right. Yep. How just how do you spit it out? How do you spit grow it? Out it? And like, this needs to move to SharePoint. This needs to move to a database. This, you know. Agreed. I I literally just read an article last night about the um, data modeling trend and where it went from uh, ETL to where it is today, which I th I put in the, our our topics board. So I think we we definitely need to talk about that. But going back to the the visual side, right now I don't think they're going at, like not that they're going not going after those people. I think the people who are data in Microsoft are probably working in Power BI. So I think that PowerPoint for data is more, they're trying to attract a different type of user. I would totally agree with you, Tommy. There's there's yeah. probably a larger oh, audience sure. of people who are not <clears throat> sure. uber technical. And like, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't lead with uh, Power BI, the, the free analysis services yeah. engine yeah, that you've yeah, always wanted. Yeah, free service for PowerPoint. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're what? like, what yeah. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't get it. Tabular model and PowerPoint. What does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But, no, but yeah. You're right. You're you're. And and listening to like Chris Webb talk about these things, and he he made a comment somewhere like he goes, um, he comes from the MDX world, right? That's where cubes and models kind of came from, and it's it's a a migration of that. And he goes, there's no companies, Chris Webb, and, and he's very experienced, he's seen this for a number of years, was a consultant for a number of years before he went to Microsoft. He was saying, 
Power BI was, um, or, or tabular models are the things that people are now building. People are now creating tabular models. Companies are not building brand new multidimensional MDX cubes. They are just maintaining sure. them so that they stay around long enough to, to they can migrate into the cube world of things, right? So, you know, I, it's one of these technology pieces where they've changed the game. This The technology is now becoming very universal with whatever you need to know. So I, I guess the, the thing that's interesting to me is like, I, I don't think we're saying, hey, we're technologists and Power BI needs to be this, you know, uh, extreme enterprise IT specific tool. Like more of what I'm pushing is is probably in line with PowerPoint, you know, Power BI's PowerPoint for data, right? Like the some of the challenges that that need to be overcome, and if they're going to solve this with this moniker of marketing strategy around PowerPoint to give more options for how visuals look and are presented, yep. like that's still one of the biggest hangups I have in conversations oh, is yeah. we can't get it to look the way we want it to, and if, if you're going to have like PowerPoint like power bi meet that need yep like invest in that space because that's the hardest one i have like i yeah. i love the fact that over the course of the last year they're really i, I don't have any blockers right with third-party tools and managing really large models and huge ecosystem like the enterprising of this tool is the it, it's it's there i have plenty of things that allow me to do that really really well and really efficiently like focus the time back now on the front. Like if if business is going to be the thing that you're you're spending a bunch of time in, then one of those things absolutely has to be all of the options that business has in massaging and presenting that data in a way that is is much better than the experience now. Yeah. So it's it's interesting too, and I think maybe it's also the trend where they're seeing the the developer and then getting a designer involved which might make sense. Uh, one of my best friends, he, uh, he works for a company. He does a production for audiovisual and also like helps like all the different conferences they put on, uh, you know, major presentations, put together the slides and it's really advanced, you know, like really professional. He uses only PowerPoint and we've talked about this too. It's actually incredible what you can do in PowerPoint where, you know, a lot of times we develop something and it's pretty simple, but like I said, uh, I worked with him and I was like, he was showing me what he was working on. I'm like, that can't be PowerPoint. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't I mean, believe what I was seeing. When, when we were, when we were custom we go, building yeah. all of our, you know, all the backgrounds, you know, for layouts and, and all this kind of stuff in Adobe XD or Illustrator is where we started, right? Like really complex yeah. photo tools. You know, there, there were a bunch of people that were like, yeah, man, we can do this in PowerPoint. Build, build your backgrounds, build all your, you know, uh, visual. So visually, it's very strong. Like, there's a lot. I agree. There's a ton of stuff you can do from a graphic design perspective or, you know, things like that within within that tool. Miguel, it's, it's not it's not just flipping out right. <laughs> presentations. Right. Slides, exactly. You know? exactly. Well, and Miguel, exactly. Miguel Myers was building full on. I mean, yeah. if you looked at him and how he was building some of the early Power BI things, he was a, a wizard in PowerPoint. All he would do is build everything in PowerPoint, yeah. shading, gradients, all kinds of settings for visuals and options and, and objects. So much so that you looked at what he built in PowerPoint, and you're like, there's no way this is created in PowerPoint. Right. This is this is created with an artist. A, a graphic designer came yeah. here and did this. And right. yes, a, a graphic designer did do it. He is a graphic designer. <laughs> but he made it with all elements that were coming directly out of PowerPoint, and then he was able to translate that information into Power BI and do some really amazing things in Power BI just because he knew how to leverage the, the power of the application, all the settings, how the, all the 
layers thinking yeah. about layers yeah i've ever seen the slide i think there were like 120 components on one slide that were all hidden that were just affecting each little would, like you know like i would arrow. i would imagine miguel myers owns the yeah. the record for number of objects on a page right, right. Totally and, that. but like 80 percent <laughs> were hidden but they were affecting other things it was right. incredible but that's kind of like that powerpoint for data where there, yeah, PowerPoint can do all this, and there's a lot of people professionally, full time, working PowerPoint, not just to make presentations, but to do design, and that's, that's like a, it's a whole sub, you know, industry, so to speak. It's but a subculture, man. It's a subculture. Yeah, sure. But I think what they're trying to do is maybe get those people or get people who are more design focused into Power BI somehow. I, I would. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that's their their assimilate. whole goal. Assimilate. assimilate yeah i totally agree with that i think yeah. assimilate into power bi yep. <laughs> assimilate yeah, yeah. obituary so. you old trekkie fans oh boy uh resistance is futile i think is what you're going for resistance is futile That's yeah right. <laughs> so any other uh, so let me go back to my notes here there's a couple more items i had around um uh the, the less scrolling than the, so your seth point your, your note earlier around like the multiple scrolling window bars was a pain that was not very happy um, the buttons options. So if you put a button on the report page, you'll notice that in previous versions, you'd have for each section, border, bookmark, whatever, 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 there was one defining option for, is it default, hover, clicked, or disabled? You'll see now that that whole menu option has changed. There is a single option at the top of the list for what type of features are you adjusting? And then all the cards below it adjust everything for default whether it's border background color text That's so much easier that i think i do i do like that change i think that change is a very helpful change for buttons uh because when you were using that before you'd have to switch each section to the proper setting in default or hover and now you can kind of uh, you know mass adjust all of those settings in one particular area which i think is another good um, adjustment there i i had a theme file that hidden in it if you hover over it, it would change to a wonky color and it would make the text center. Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't have those in the, like the default. So you would just go over and it would go from like this uh, dark green to all of a sudden like light yellow and the text would just go to the middle once you hover over. I'm like, this is terrible. So to try to go through that before it was pretty tedious. So yeah, I think that's things like that. Like those universal apply uh, mm -hmm. is where they're going. I agree with you on that one. Um, so in other news, just real quick here, uh, Raf, Raphael, Raphael, Rafa, Rafa, uh, someone from YouTube is just commenting that the the March desktop actually is released. So we've hit a we've hit a really weird moment here where uh, we the, the desktop is out. You can go download it from um, Microsoft before before the blog before the posted. blog came out. It's it's wow. this is, so Mike on your birthday you've announced that <laughs> yeah. the March desktop is out, out before the announcement on the blog. We caught it in a very it's a very weird it's very rare that you have this happen because typically they'll it's very close behind. So I'm guessing with any couple you know an hour or so here they're gonna actually see the blog so, show up. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure now if you download this the for the speaking hey this is a perfect podcast because once you install this I think it's no longer in preview. Or I, I know they're getting close to that. I have to I'll have to play with it because I don't yeah, I, I don't know oh, that they were gonna take they were gonna transition so like there was no right old, so you can't go back okay so, maybe this is I'll download was that. This February was the month and now February was the month now it's gone 
I'm, save 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 the save the uh, the download. What <laughs> what what, what a good a birthday version. present! I get a I get a new version of Power BI Desktop. Yay! Look at that. <laughs> I saw someone uh, speaking of little formatting things. We haven't talked about maps at all, but something that's going to be a game changer is the Azure map. Um, is now well i think it's in the service because they always do these updates in the service but before the only way you can use the azure map was if you had um a latitude and longitude but i think they just finally added location so like mm. just a look which is huge because the azure map is actually pretty darn cool so something to look hopefully that's Maybe coming we out should do an episode on maps james dale so. also does some amazing stuff we should we could talk about it in there maps are maps are kind of tricky to some degree making sure you get the yeah. right data into them so that they work correctly and just how to show it yeah i would agree with that <laughs> interesting <laughs> cool sorry comments in chat i love our i love our audience you're great the chatter is good join us join us on exactly. tuesdays and thursdays we, we do we do a lot and i would say of all the platforms we have probably youtube is the most active chat so if you're joining us yeah. and you're listening to us join yeah. us on youtube on the youtube channel and that's where most of the chatting would happen i think we've done a pretty good job we filled out some time here on this one we've had some good conversation around the filter pane i think it's it's in general i would say it's in the right direction i i definitely feel format pain i'm sorry i want to see slice selection pain all the wrong pains um so <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh so definitely like it. It's it's getting better. There's definitely some quirkiness to it, but it's you know, I think it, we're heading in the right direction and you know, we'll see where it goes. I, I'm looking forward to well, I'm not really looking forward to it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna learn the new format paint. I'm gonna spend some time on it. I gotta but now this man, this breaks everyone's documentation who's ever written anything in the last <laughs> seven years. Start over. Start over. All the documentation all is the old. videos, all the things you deprecate them. There is hundreds of thousands of hours of content that has to be reworked because now everything's different but you know it is what it is you'll i guess people will figure out how to get there anyways hey, in the february in the february mike maybe you do a side by side and then you have a transition video right there you go. say and then you refer back to see, yep, here's my video see like previous all video. these old ones they're still good <laughs> if you want to translate to the new one just watch this video exactly <laughs> exactly right one video to rule them all yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, that we've, we've run through a good hour of your time. Thank you, everyone, for who was participating in the chat. We, we appreciate your comments. Uh, we thank you very much. Our only ask, if you watch the podcast or, or listen to it, is just share it with somebody else. If you give someone else uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, hey, we learned something new. This was a fun, interesting conversation. Um, we enjoyed listening to Mike and Seth banter about some dumb format pain. So you may too. So in, in those cases, uh, please share it or recommend it to somebody else. Tommy, where else can you find the podcast if you're not watching today? So if you're not watching, make sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Uh, all of our 92 episodes are there. You can search. You can see us actually talking about the filter pane in a previous episode, too. While you're there, please leave a rating. If you're whatever uh, podcast platform you're using, leave us five stars. It helps us out a lot. Mm -hmm. And join us live Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's when we uh, do these things, 730 a.m. Central. Awesome. Well, thank you all very much. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week.